Should you keep your home and renovate it or knock it down and start again? That is the question that we're exploring in today's episode. I'm talking to Kate Merriweather about knockdown rebuild. She's sharing her real life experience. Now, if that topic sounds familiar to you, that's because I've spoken about knockdown rebuilds before. Last season, actually, I spoke with Helen Al Harari about her decision making process around whether they knock down and rebuild their family home or renovate it. And she decided to go down the renovation route rather than rebuilding. So I thought it would be really good this season to look at another perspective and speak to someone who ended up deciding to do a knockdown rebuild. So we're going to chat to Kate around why she decided to do the knockdown rebuild, what was involved in her decision-making process and any tips that she might have for you if you're considering the same thing. Now, before we get stuck into the interview, hello, my name is Jo Violetta, if we haven't met before, as well as hosting this podcast. I also co-own a business called Violetta Finance with my husband, Carl. It's an award-winning mortgage brokerage. So if you need a hand organizing a home loan, refinancing your mortgage, uh, getting some funds for some construction, maybe a knockdown rebuild or uh, getting finance for an investment property, we would love to help you. You can find us all over the internet. Why don't you just Google Violetta Finance? That's probably the easiest way to do it. There's just one T in Violetta and all the links are in the show notes anyway. Okay, enough about me, more about Kate. Let's get stuck into the show. Welcome to the Dream Home Movement. This is your weekly dose of home and property inspiration, bringing you clever tips and advice from the very best experts and real life reno stories with your host, Joe Violetta. Hi, Kate. Welcome to the show. It's wonderful to have you on. Thanks for having me. Now, Kate, we met a little while ago at, it was kind of like a business function because you're a freelance copywriter and um, we met with some marketing and copying folk at a at a bar restaurant in, in Melbourne, sort of during that break in COVID when we were allowed to go out for two weeks and then we were back in again. Yes, we didn't appreciate it at the time, did we? No, we didn't. I'm glad we we managed to at least get out for that night. And we, in the midst of talking about marketing and copywriting, we actually got talking about property. And it turns out that you're right in the middle of a knockdown rebuild. So tell us about that. What? Why did you decide to do a knockdown rebuild um, as opposed to just moving house? or renovating your current property? We, we probably would have loved to just pack up and move to the dream house, but the budget just didn't allow us to do that. What we wanted to buy, it's just too expensive. So that really left us with the two options. And um, we looked into renovating and we actually went quite far down the renovating path. And then we realised we were pretty much just keeping two rooms. And... We'd heard some horror stories of people spending an extra $100,000 over budget with a renovation just because they'd encountered problems due to an older house. So with a knockdown rebuild, you can get exactly what you want and you can fix the budget to, with, to the cent. So there's no surprise costs. I think the compromise is that you lose the charm. Like we have a 1940s house. It doesn't have a huge amount of original features. The previous owner pulled out all the nice fireplaces and cornerstones and things. So you do lose that charm with a new build. 
the McMansion style houses. Um, but for us, just having the the big open plan house is just worth it for us. Oh, I, I so agree with wanting that beautiful open plan house and having the right layout um, is so important. You know, we we have a beautiful home, um, weatherboard, older home in Seaford, and um, uh, we're not living there anymore, but I loved, it had a lot of the charming features still, um, but the layout was just not suitable for us you know we we couldn't flow into the backyard we it did have a nice open plan dining and kitchen and lounge but we just didn't have that alfresco flow that we we wanted and sometimes you just can't achieve that through through renovation and I love what you said as well about being able to control the budget with a build because you don't have the same level of surprises that you would have particularly with a an older property, property a 1940s property that's like 80 years old. It's um, <laughs> it's a pretty old house uh, and probably made the decision a lot easier from an emotional standpoint knowing that um, someone else had removed all that, the many of the beautiful fixtures and the charm. So um, sentimentally it would have been easier to let go of. What were they thinking taking out the beautiful anyway? But that's what they did and they put in this dodgy extension, you know, like anyway. Oh no, I know. <laughs> I know. But we bought it. We bought it. <laughs> I love those charming features, but I guess it's, you know, everyone's got different taste, I suppose. <laughs> exactly. Um, so are you doing owner builder or are you going through a, a company or yeah, we're going with a volume builder. We chose Arden Homes. We um, spent a lot of time in the outer suburbs, which is where all the display homes are, looking at all the options. And we did a lot of research and we chose Arden because we just liked their designs and they're very flexible. They don't just give you the floor plan and say you have to build it to this. They're quite happy to change and it's, we've changed it so much it's feels like it's almost a custom build they've been very accommodating uh so yeah we chose them but really they all use the same subcontractors and they all like it's just just really the logo on the um on the contract and everything and (laughs) so I feel they're all very similar um but they've been great so far so we're very happy with um who we've chosen um and they just have lovely designs you know nice light filled airy homes and some stylish touches that we liked um some of the home builders really looked like a bit cheap and cheerful that we were a bit concerned about is this house going to be still standing in 25 years whereas we just felt that Arden had a a good level of quality and we did a lot of research and this is the joy of you know you can jump onto Facebook groups and have a look and see what people are saying they seem to have very good reviews obviously they have some disgruntled customers so you but you have to take that with a grain of salt too. And um, yeah, and we've had some friends who have built with them who are happy. So here we are. Well, I love I love that they offer that flex. Look, this is not sponsored by Arden. No. <laughs> But, you know, I do. I love that you said they offer that flexibility because we were talking about having that control when you're doing a build as opposed to, um, you know, a renovation on a, on an older property is really important. So you could, you can control the budget and you can get exactly what you want and not have to, to compromise based on the, yeah. the current bones of the property. 
What would you say were the biggest, was like one of the biggest challenges that you faced during the process so far? Because you're halfway through the process, about halfway through the process now. Well, it feels halfway, but it feels almost like we're just at the beginning because we have finalised the designs and done all the drafting and now we're at contract. So we, we still have to build this thing. So it still feels like we're at the beginning, but we have been working on this for quite a while and then lockdown put us all on hold because we couldn't go to the um, displays to pick out our colours. Um, also, it's quite busy now because the government has that stimulus package. There's a lot of people that are taking advantage of that $20,000, I think it is, offer. So all the volume builders are really busy. So we're finding Arden Homes is making us wait for all our appointments because they have so many people queuing up to build to take advantage of that government stimulus offer that's around at the moment. Right. And for anyone listening, for context, uh, if you're not quite sure what we're talking about as far as the government stimulus package is, if you scroll back through your your episodes of the Dream Home Movement, you'll find an episode about Home Builder Grant. Um, so have a listen to that. And uh, and that's where I take you through the Home Builder Grant. But it is a bit of an older episode, a second tranche of the, is that how you say that word, Kate? Tranche? 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 <laughs> no, I don't think I've ever said it in my life. <laughs> I've read it many times but never tranche? said it. Tranche. Oh, it the, sounds posh, doesn't it? it does. The second tranche of the grant has been um has been rolled out and it is it is slightly different. So I'll do an updated um episode on that just about what's going on with Home Builder Grant. But yeah, that's what Kate's referring to. Home Builder Grant. I didn't know the name of it. That's what it's called. Yeah, that's that's what it is. So um so challenge so halfway through the, the start, you're halfway through the beginning <laughs> yeah. part, yes. back on like after the whole thing and, and see, you know, how you look and how you feel and if you survived it. <laughs> it's really fun and it's really daunting at the same time. Like it's super fun to choose your flooring and your carpet and colours and play with all the beautiful samples of Caesar stone bench that they give you. And, and you really have to use your imagination to, visualize what something would look like Um, but then when you're down to like what door handles do you want what locks do you want do you want where do you want the knobs for the bath towels in the bathroom like it's so detailed and if you want this light which which location do you want it and it it can get very just decision fatigue Mm. and then um, my husband's quite obsessed with bricks and he has just (laughs) looked at every brick in Melbourne and the first brick quote we got back was $21,000, which is, seems a bit excessive for bricks. So then we're just going back and forth trying to get like a reasonable price. Like not the Italian imported beautiful bricks that cost, yeah. cost 20 grand, but can we get a similar brick that maybe is cheaper? So there's a lot of back and forth and there's so much detail and you forget. Like we're like, what shower screen do we order we just don't remember Mm. because it's just a volume of information and that can be difficult to stay on top of and we were doing a lot of that during that five-day circuit breaker lockdown so we had our kids at home from school and we had meetings on this and that and it just can be quite overwhelming and now we're at that process where right we have to pack our house that we've lived in for 12 years with our three children and move and just declutter. So there's that 
pressure of we've got to find somewhere to rent, we've got to move and get all these things happening. So it's really exciting and it's a little bit scary as well. And obviously it's a big financial commitment too that we've done our due diligence, that's for sure. My husband's an accountant, so there's lots of spreadsheets. But it's, yeah, it's it's really exciting and really scary at the same time. It sounds like, uh, yeah, because Carl, it works in finance as well, obviously. <laughs> uh, and yes, he has many, many spreadsheets and running different scenarios all the time. And if this variable happens and this outcome will happen and I'm like, I've got a Pinterest board for yes. how the place is going to look. Yes, I, d- I had a Pinterest board and I actually, did it was funny after that first meeting I, the first thing I did was get into Canva and create a lookbook and the first thing my husband did was get onto Excel and create a spreadsheet and that's just the difference between us complementing skill sets that's I, right I think that's yes right. works well so I think that's a really good point for people to keep in mind you know there's the excitement and all the fun decisions and all that sort of thing but there's also the upheaval of the if the place is going to be knocked down you can't live in it while it's being knocked down so you've got to pack everything and um, and uproot your life for for a bit so how have you managed those challenges or what tips would you have for people um, when they're facing these kind of issues one tip that my neighbor who's um, done the same thing said she said <laughs> instead of having your weekly date night you have to make it operations night and just catch up once a week because there's so many decisions there's quotes going back and forth and just keep on top of it like you would you know a progress meeting with a client or something because otherwise the weeks just roll by and you realize oh they're waiting on us to decide the bricks or whatever and things can just slow down unnecessarily. So I think having a weekly operations meeting with my husband and I has been really helpful since we started doing that. And the other thing I'd say is it it takes longer to every meeting that you book with your volume builder, just expect the whole day. Mm -hmm. Um, It takes a long time. It takes a long time. If you're going through line by line by line and it's door handles and surfaces and roof and color blonde and heating and cooling and taps and everything everything that's in a house basically it's it's a huge document so I'd say get all the quotes like we what we did was went in with our highest dream you know the dream bricks and the dream everything and we got the quote back and then we started cutting back to get to the budget so that's probably a good way to do it Oh, I like that. Okay. I like that. And I like the idea of the operations date night and you could make it cute and fun. You could wear like a little hard hat, a nice little (laughs) high vis vest tied up. (laughs) It could be a lot of fun, like a dress up party. G rated totally. Yes. (laughs) I had not thought of that. We generally just have like maths on in the background while, (laughs) um, while we're just going through and the other thing we're now doing, which I think is useful, is you just have to remember that there's a lot of things that aren't included that that are additional expenses. So we're going to need a new driveway. We're going to have to put an electrical pit in. Uh, we're going to need landscaping. And they don't do any curtains and blinds. So we need to add money to get, obviously, we want to get to sleep at night. We're going to need curtains. All those extras, we we need to make sure that we're budgeted for. A friend of mine's a landscaper and he says, 
a lot of clients have just spent all their money on the house and they haven't allocated anything for their yard and it's just a huge pile of mud as you can understand, because it's a construction site. And if you don't pave the front path, then all that mud's coming into your house and ruining your floors and carpets and everything. So we really want to make sure that we've got some money left over at the end for carpets, landscaping, driveway. Driveways are expensive, man. Driveways are expensive. And you know, the landscaping problem, it is common I've got a girlfriend who works for a volume builder here in Victoria and she says she sees people like maxing out their you know borrowing power getting the biggest fanciest place that they need probably bigger than what they really need um and then they've just got yeah mud pits out the front you've got like whole estates of just mud pits and giant houses yeah and timber timber boards going up to the house (laughs) yeah (laughs) slightly off topic but my parents um bought a house many years ago in an up-and-coming estate so they were one of the few houses there and again lots of really big houses you had to have landscaping because of the body corporate rules but there were many many sheets just hung up on windows yeah and um and there was a Facebook group for the the estate, and so there were a lot of complaints and people getting in trouble and getting fines uh, because <laughs> that you had to have curtains according to the body corporate. So yeah, yeah, it, I think that's where your husband's spreadsheet might come in handy. The spreadsheet is very yeah. handy. I do, yeah. and he's very particular person. He will go through line by line by line, and he's he's. His skills are shining through because I'll just go, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, whatever. But he's very meticulous, which is what we need. Yeah, we do, especially if it's a project like this. Those are excellent tips, Kate. Have you got one more tip you'd like to leave the listeners with? I think with a volume build, I would say go and look at as much as you can. So go and look at the carpet with the carpet provider, the flooring, because it's hard to just choose something based on a photo. We're actually going this weekend to look at fireplaces because we've just seen a fireplace that we've chosen, but you never know what it might look like in real life. So I would get to your lighting provider and as much as you can, just actually go and see the products that you've chosen and try not to choose them from a catalogue as much as possible. Oh, I think that's a great idea. I am not a good online shopper. I like to touch and and feel things. We actually chose a super expensive light from Beacon Lighting online and we looked at the photos online like that's going to look amazing in the hallway and we added it to the quote and then we went and looked at it and we're like, it's ugly. (laughs) And it was 3000 bucks. And the one we liked was so much cheaper. So we were high-fiving that day. Like thankfully we didn't get something that we both just did not like that that's really lucky because that's an expensive light not this isn't for this podcast but another day Kate I'll tell you my wedding dress story it was an online purchase gone wrong oh but we're talking about knockdown rebuilds so if you could turn back time would you do it all again I definitely would do it all again I'd probably put more time in to make it move faster we we were held up by lockdown and then we didn't realise that we were exempt and we could have gone out to have some of those meetings. So we probably were a bit passive at the beginning and you have to push these volume builders to get what you want from them. They've got a million customers, so you do have to be a bit pushy. So I think I would push things along faster if I had my time again. 
Oh, I like that. I'm like you. I'm a bit. I'm a bit passive. I'm a bit like, oh no, it's okay. Oh no, I don't want to be a bother. Oh, apology. Well, I'm not saying you apologize all the time, but I do. And um, and sometimes you just have to be like, hey, when are we getting this done? So, yeah, shame that you had an exemption and you didn't know. Oh, that's a bummer. Yeah. <laughs> Well, Kate, to save some money in the meantime, I guess. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I have loved this chat and I definitely would like to talk to you again for a follow-up once once you've completed the whole knockdown rebuild process um, to give yes. us a bit of an update. In the meantime, though, if people want to connect with you, reach out to you, how can they do that? Probably the best is to Google my name, which is Kate Merriweather. Um, and you should find me easily. I share a lot of content tips on LinkedIn and Facebook and sometimes Instagram. They're probably the best ways to find me. I love that. Nice and easy, Kate Merriweather. Nice, nice, easy name to Google. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. And to you, listener, dear listener, thank you so much for tuning in. I love chatting with you every week. I'll be back again next Thursday. But what you could do if you're enjoying the show is you could leave a five-star rating and review. Apparently, it does something good and helps people find the show. I don't actually know how true that is. Kate, do you know? Is that true? It feels true. It must be true. It feels true, doesn't it? And, you know, it makes me feel good. <laughs> and that's what it's all about, isn't it? So anyway, thanks thanks a lot for tuning in and I'll speak to you again next week. Bye. Thanks for joining us on the Dream Home Movement. Be sure to come over and say hi on Facebook and Instagram. I hope that your Dream Home projects are going well and I look forward to chatting with you again next week.